Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having an amazing start to your Thursday. Well, into your Wednesday start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, as well as the Daily Hammer, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. Also, free on all part podcast platforms. Wherever you listen, that's where we're going to be for free. Just hit subscribe. That way you'll get the latest content when it becomes available. For instance, we just keep on getting more and more potential tidbits, whether or you know, or not there the full truth of what's going on. But this Freddie Freeman saga continues to, you know, un- unravel itself a bit. Well, there's a new podcast on the Battery Power Podcast Network hosted by site manager Chris Willis and Steven Tolbert. You can find him at, base, at B underscore outliers on Twitter. They're going to discuss the latest on all that has been revealed about Freddie Freeman this week on a new podcast focused on many of the significant subjects that surround the Braves, diving a bit deeper into what all it means. But the Freddie Freeman saga will be discussed a bit more when it comes to Chris Willis and Steven Tolbert on the next edition of their podcast. But all the great podcast content can be found free on our podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And, and listen, I know that, you know, I imagine many of us love offensive blowouts. You know, the, these games where the Braves hit four or five home runs in a game, they win 14 to four. Those are always fun. Walk-off wins, they're, they're always fun as well. Hey, dominant strikeout games, which we've seen a bit of from Charlie Morton, over the over his past few starts, they're fine as well. But every now and then, you know what's fun? Just an efficient game where the depth of your team shines through, and that's exactly what happened tonight for the Braves or last night for the Braves. A four to one victory for Atlanta. Nothing outstanding. Kyle Wright. Seven innings pitched, 98 pitches, a very efficient night. Wasn't necessarily dominant. You know, he gave up that home run to Rice Hoskins. You know, that was the um, uh, you know first run of the game. But overall, just a very solid, in-control start for Kyle Wright, showing that even if he doesn't have his best stuff, even if he doesn't have his swing, his best stuff that will produce swing and misses, he'll still get the job done. Ten ground outs to five fly outs. Very good start for Kyle Wright. And again, he limited an offense enough for the Braves offense to finally find ways to win. William Contreras had an RBI. Adam Duvall had two RBIs. Michael Harris had an RBI single. I talk about the Braves' depth shining through. Five of their eight hits and all four of the RBIs for the Braves last night were produced by the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth batters. In the Braves lineup. And then you want to talk about depth again 
it was Jesse Chavez who came in and got uh, struck out the side in the eighth, and then Will Smith came in and closed out the ninth with the Braves being without Kinley Jansen for the foreseeable future. So it was a night of depth when it comes to the Braves, which really shined through. And a bit of fun history as well. Matt Olson, another double on the night, showing that he's consistently putting hard contact on the baseball. The first Braves player in franchise history to have 30 or more doubles in the first half of a season, or before the All-Star break, in a season. The Braves also tying the record for most wins by a Braves team in the month of June. They had the ability to set a new record for 22 wins in the month of June tomorrow to be able to see if they will make history. Ian Anderson versus Aaron Nola. Again, the pitching matchup may not be that favorable, but with how the Braves' offense is going, they may find a way to do it. They found a way to do it all month. 22 wins. That's that's pretty incredible. But that's what stands out in this game is the depth that the Braves have really coming through in this game. The bottom of the order producing, Kyle Wright put, putting together another start, and two relievers who, are, who performed in roles that they've been used to in the past but are not their normal roles. It's great to see. But then you come to think of it. When we say the Braves' depth, you start to think, man, just how much talent is potentially coming back for the Braves over the next few months? Tyler Matzik and Eddie Rosario have looked good at their t- in their times at Gwinnett. Ronald Acuna Jr., we'll talk about him in just a moment when it comes to his injury update. Kenley Jansen should be back in a few weeks. Mike Soroka. Potentially will be back within the month. Eh, maybe six weeks or so. Kirby Yates adding to the bullpen as well. And then, of course, Ozzy Albies in time also. You know, you look at the Braves, and, you know, on paper right now, they may not necessarily stack up with the best teams in the National League, though they're certainly playing like one. But right now, the Braves are just continuing to find success, even without some of their best talents. And, and it really goes to show just how deep this team is. And when this team is fully healthy, that depth made a difference last year during the stretch run quite a bit. It can continue to make a difference this year, especially as the Braves close out the first half of the season in July. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. So beyond an efficient, effective, no, just... Fun Braves victory, clean Braves victory when it comes to Wednesday night. The other news that was revealed earlier in the day is that Ronald Acuna Jr. has seen improvement in his foot to the point that he likely will be joining the Braves tomorrow in Philadelphia. Now, does that mean he's going to play? Does that mean he's going to be available? That's not necessarily known as of yet, but it is expected that he should be available for the weekend's games as the Braves go to Cincinnati 
after they complete the series tomorrow against Philadelphia. So getting Ronald Acuna, Acuna Jr. back to start the month of July will be great. And hopefully, you know, know that he's come back and he's played great at times. Hopefully he can get some stretch, some a good long stretch to where you know doesn't run into some type of you know freak out of the out of you know nowhere um, injury development that can allow for him to stay on the field. I'm not saying he's injury prone or anything like that. Don't take that as negative. Just want to see Ronald Acuna Jr. be able to enjoy getting back to playing baseball on a consistent basis without having to worry about injuries. Hopefully he'll get a stretch to do that you know for the remainder of the season. But it brings up another interesting topic. When we look at the month of July, because slowly but surely, the Braves are creeping up on the New York Mets in the National League East. The Mets have now lost, I believe, five of their past six. They lost yesterday again to the Houston Astros. Dude, nothing. The Braves are three games back of the New of the New York Mets. At the beginning of this month, they were as much as ten and a half games back. That's how impressive a potential 22-win month, that's how much of a difference it can make. So the Braves are right there. Now, the Mets do have a pretty easy schedule when it comes to the month of July. The Braves are going to be facing the Reds, the Cardinals, the Nationals, the Mets, and the Nationals again. The Mets start to their month of July through the All-Star break. is going to be very much like the Braves' schedule was for the first two-thirds of June, despite the Braves playing a three-game series against the Mets towards the middle of the month. So this opportunity for the Braves to, to continue to cut into the Mets' lead, it's probably going to get a bit harder in July as, as the Braves are going to be facing some decent competition and the Mets are going to be you know in plenty of winnable games. So the thing is, though, is that the Braves are within striking distance and, and they can continue to get closer to striking distance if they are able to continue to get the starting pitching performances that they have, which shifts the spotlight to Ian Anderson, who has definitely been inconsistent, had his struggles for much of the season. There's been times of dominance. There's been times of disappointment. There's been times where his control has led to him giving up an early lead, and there's been times where he just has not had any answers for the third time through the order. The key for Ian Anderson is just for him to continue to put together clean starts. And what I mean by clean starts is, is that yes, he may give up runs, but nothing big, no beginning, no stretch of wildness that lasts two or three batters. Just good, wholesome pitching. We know he's capable of it. That's much easier said than done. But I do think also... That if Ian Anderson, and he's got a tough matchup tomorrow as the Braves will be facing Aaron Nolan, who the Braves have, you know, handled pretty well over the past few years compared to, you know, 17, 18, 19. The Braves have done pretty well against Aaron Nolan over the past few years. But Ian Anderson needs a strong start. I'm not necessarily saying that his rotation spot will be up for grabs or anything like that. I just don't think the Braves have that much reliable depth right now to be able to see what they can do if Ian Anderson were to struggle again, maybe Kyle Muller will get get an opportunity. But I think that Ian Anderson is really going to be one of the most important players to watch for the Braves as they go through the month of July. Because it then gets interesting, right? You know that Max Reed's one of the best pitchers in the National League. Kyle Wright's put together a half season of excellent pitching. So you know you could start to trust him. Charlie Morton is starting to find his groove. So you know that you've got a trio that you can go with. 
But Spencer Strider, will he be able to last in the starting rotation for much of the season as he approaches, you know, going past his career innings limit? That becomes a question. You get Mike Soroka back. You may find that he could fill a starting role. How much can you actually put on him with how long he's been out since the 2020 season? Can you trust any of your rookies? That's going to be a big question, in my opinion, when you when you look at this Braves team, and especially when you look at the fact that they're going to get Ronald Acuna Jr. back, they're going to get Eddie Rosario back for the outfield, they're going to get Kenley Jansen, they're going to get Tyler Matzik, they're eventually going to get Kirby Yates back for the bullpen. You also have Ozzie Albies coming back for the infield. The one spot on the team that stands out is starting pitching depth. Could the Braves potentially go after some type of, of reliable innings eater just to get them through the last two months of the season so the bullpen doesn't get too worked and you also just have some consistency? I think to answer to that question, I think the answer to the question, how aggressive will the Braves potentially be on the trade market for a starter is answered by how well Ian Anderson closes out the first half of the season. Because don't forget last year, he was out. I believe it was last year. Yes, last year he was out for a good portion of the second half due to a shoulder injury. This year for Ian Anderson, it's been struggles. And he seemed like he was turning the corner a bit in early June, but unfortunately over you know the past few starts, he's run into a bit of trouble again. So one of the things that really stands out to me starting tomorrow is Ian Anderson, you know, over his next two to three starts, I really think how he performs will have some type of relevant impact on how active the Braves are in the starting pitching trade market come the trade deadline, which is, you know, roughly five weeks from now. Hoping Ian Anderson does well. They bet on him two years ago. And he was just fine when he needed to be in last year's playoffs. There's no doubt he could definitely step up to, you know, he could step up and deliver when it needs to be done in the playoffs. But can he get back to really being able to be trusted by putting together consistent starts during the regular season? It's going to be a very interesting narrative to see. Hopefully that gets off to a great start tomorrow as the Braves go for the series sweep against the Philadelphia Phillies. And we're going to be right here to right back here to cover it for you. On tomorrow's edition of the Daily Hammer, we'll recap Aaron Nola versus Ian Anderson and look forward to the Braves heading to the Great American Ballpark as we lead up to the 4th of July over the weekend as they'll take on the Reds starting Friday. Until then, hopefully good continue good news for Ronald Acuna Jr. on the injury front and some good opportunities await the Braves when it comes to their overall opportunity to catch up with the Mets. They're slowly but surely doing it. Hopefully their winning ways will continue in July. Until then, my name is Sean Coleman. A pleasure to be with you. Find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.